Whether you are starting over on Instagram or starting fresh for the very first time, I'm going to walk you through everything that you need to know to start from zero on Instagram in 2024 and grow to have a successful account. Whether your goal is 10,000 followers in a month, 100,000 followers in a year, having a couple of videos go viral, or probably if you're listening to this episode, growing a business through Instagram in 2024, you're in the right place. And I'm gonna walk you through the actual steps in the right order to grow on Instagram and have success. My name is Brock Johnson and I am an Instagram growth expert. It's my job to help other people grow on Instagram. We've helped over 40,000 people through our Insta Club Hub grow and successfully make more sales, make more money, a greater income on Instagram. I've also personally coached over 500 entrepreneurs through one-on-one coaching, which I no longer offer by the way. I've spoken on stages around the world. I've become a consultant for Meta themselves and I've personally grown my own Instagram account to now over 700,000 followers. And I've done all of this by relying on a few key strategies which I'm going to be teaching to you today. And while there have been some viral videos and while we definitely do run ads in our business, the primary driver of our growth and of our sales has been organic posting. That means I'm getting views for free and I'm not having to pay to play. And I also want to say that it is absolutely still possible to grow on Instagram. While you might hear the negative Nancys out there telling you that only Instagram coaches are the ones growing anymore, that's absolutely not true. We have dozens of members inside the Insta Club Hub with well over 100,000 followers. And in fact, the most viewed reel in the history of Instagram was created by an Insta Club Hub member. And while I'm not gonna hold back or gatekeep any lessons to share with you today, of course, I can only fit so much into one podcast. So if you want all of my advanced and most up to date strategies, including monthly live trainings, trending audios, templates for reels, hooks, stories, and so much more. You can try out the Insta Club Hub for two weeks for just $7. That's the entire Insta Club Hub. You get access to everything for two weeks for just $7 by visiting instaclubhub.com or clicking on the link down in the show notes below. But of course, I'm going to give you a ton of juicy, valuable education in this episode as it is. So buckle up because we're about to go on a wild ride that starts today with growing your Instagram. Before we get into tip number one, I want to address the topic of should you start over or should you kind of just start with what you already have with an existing account? Maybe you've had it for a couple of years, but you haven't really taken it seriously. Which should you choose? Which is best? I did an entire episode of Build Your Tribe in the past about this topic and whether or not you should start over. That video will also be linked up down below and it's titled, Should You Start Over on Instagram? I give you kind of like a checklist and if you check off a certain number of boxes, then I would recommend starting a new account. But today's episode, while it will be applicable and helpful for those of you who are continuing on with your existing accounts, it's most going to apply to, and it's going to be most specifically addressing those of you who are starting from zero followers, whether you're opening your first ever Instagram account, you've never downloaded the app before, or you are deciding to start over, start fresh, and try Instagram again in 2024, you are really who I'm going to be talking to in today's episode. And the first thing that you need to be doing, tip number one, before you you even create your username or open up your new account, you need to figure out what is your niche. And listen, I know a lot of people hate this word. I know a lot of people have different definitions for this word and what it means. I'm going to try to walk you through right now what niche means. And I know I mentioned the Insta Club Hub earlier. We have an entire like hour long training inside the Insta Club Hub talking about how to find your niche. So I say that just to tell you that this is a big topic and one that is going to be tough for me to cover in the next few minutes, but 
I'll try my best. So first of all, how do I define niche when I tell you that you need to pick your niche? I define it in two parts. Part of it is who you are posting for, also known as your ideal audience, your target demographic. And you should err on the side of specificity. You should try to know everything that you can about this person. Oftentimes when we start this conversation with our clients and we say, who is your ideal audience? I hear things like women or people who want to lose weight or moms. And while this is a good first step, these aren't specific enough. Because a mom of three in her 20s is very different than a mom who's an empty nester in her 50s. A mom of one in her 30s in the Midwest likely has different problems, concerns, and challenges than an upper-class mom of 12 living in Rochester, New York. And the reason that I say this is because when you get crystal clear with who your audience is, it makes it easier for you to create content. It makes it easier for that audience to find you and to follow you, and it makes it easier for the algorithm to learn that, oh, this is the kind of audience this person is trying to attract. This is the kind of audience that enjoys this person's content the most. So let's make sure that this person's content, aka you, your content, is shown to that group of people. But the more vanilla, the more wishy-washy, the more back and forth you go with who your ideal audience is, the tougher it is for you to create, the tougher it is for them to consume, and the tougher it is for the algorithm to recommend. So you need to get crystal clear with that ideal audience. And then the second part of the niche is the what. What are you going to be talking about? You could be talking to young moms of multiple children in the Midwest, but what are you going to be talking to them about? And I use the word talking because oftentimes when I say things like, what are you going to help them with? Or what are you going to teach them? There are people who are like, well, hey, I'm not teaching anything. Or hey, I'm not helping people. I create art. But recently I've been trying to make my teachings a little bit more broadly accessible by saying that it's the what you're going to be talking about. And of course, you might not even be talking. You might just be showing. You might be displaying your art. You might be doing uh, tours of homes if you're a real estate agent. You're not necessarily talking, but I just like to use that word talking because there's got to be a topic, right? There has to be some sort of focused topic. And when I say topic, again, I often hear things like fitness, weight loss, oils, and these things are broad. These are generic. These are industries, if you will. But I want to get specific within these industries. So rather than weight loss, what about 30-minute at-home workouts? Instead of focusing on oils as a whole, maybe you're going to focus on natural detoxified cleaning products. But that's what you need to get crystal clear on. That's step one. And you can't take step two before you take step one. You can't set up your profile and start posting reels until you know who you are posting for. And I want to sell you a few things. Number one, you can change your niche at any time. You need to pick it first. The only wrong choice is no niche. So you have to pick something, but you can change it in the future. You're not getting it tattooed on the forehead. You're not marrying your niche. It's not something you're stuck with for the rest of your life. You could change it a few months from now, no harm, no foul. And you won't be starting from zero. You won't be starting from nothing. You'll be starting with all of that knowledge that you've already learned. So don't worry about wasting time by picking the wrong niche. There is no wrong niche. The only wrong thing here, like I said, is not picking a niche. So pick a niche and then worst case scenario, it's a few months from now and you've learned a lot. You've created a lot of content. You've really figured out what your true calling is or what you really want to post about. And then you can start over 
over with all of that knowledge heading into it. So don't worry, even if you start over, you won't be starting from zero. But you need to just pick your niche. And while there is no right or wrong niche, there are certainly things that might be more broadly appealing, less broadly appealing. There might be things that, you know, your ideal audience in one niche is more affluent. They have more capital, you know, more spending power than another niche. There might be one niche that is more heavily on Instagram than TikTok. But generally speaking, those aren't things that you necessarily need to worry about at this stage. Instead, I want you to figure out your zone of genius. I want you to figure out what is the thing that you're juiced to talk about? What is the thing that you would corner someone at a party and talk about them for the next two hours? Like the next dinner party you go to, if they put you on the spot and they're like, hey, you got to talk about this one thing for the entire rest of the night, you could do it. Try to figure out what that is. Some of the things that I often find helpful when you are picking your niche is thinking about what problems does my product, service, or offers solve? If you already have a product, service, or offers. You can also think about what area or stage of life was I just a part of that I have now moved on from, graduated from, or figured out. So maybe you're a mom of tweens, and that means that you just moved on from being a mom of kids. So you feel very credible and you feel very well-versed and knowledgeable in helping moms of kids because your kids just were kids and now they're tweens. And along those same lines, oftentimes your ideal demographic is either going to be your demographic, like who you are or who you just were. So it's the demographic that you were just a part of and now you've kind of moved on from, or it might even be exactly describing who you are today because oftentimes like attracts like. But once you have your niche crystal clear, it's time to set up your brand new Instagram account. Of course, the very first thing you're going to have to pick is a username. Now, should your name be your username? I would say yes or something close to your name if you plan on this being a personal brand. A personal brand is like my Instagram. If you go to my Instagram, which is Brock11Johnson, I'm in every piece of content. I'm in every video. I'm the center. I'm the focal point. My post will not perform well if suddenly there's some random person in the videos. People expect my voice. They expect to see me. It is a personal brand. It is a brand built around who I am. This is different than something like an Etsy shop or a boutique business or a coffee shop or any other brand that you can think of. If you are running a brand that's going to be a faceless brand, number one, know that that is okay. That's totally fine. Number two, expect slightly slower growth because people oftentimes are more likely to follow people than they are faceless generic brand accounts. That is definitely true. And number three, when you select your username, of course, you want your username to reflect the brand name. I will say if you have a personal brand, a pro tip, if you can, if your name is short enough or if you use kind of like a abbreviated name or nickname, consider including a keyword related to your niche or industry in your username. So maybe you are Brenda C. Fashion, or maybe you are Brock J. Fitness. Including these sorts of keywords in your username is not necessary, but it can help you out in the future with SEO, and it can help you out when new people land on your profile, boom, they immediately know what your topic is or what you are going to be posting about. One other pro tip as we move off of username is try to keep it simple. Don't try to make it super long. Don't do any repeat letters. Like if I was like Brock and I put a bunch of like CKs at the end, I was like, it's seven Cs and then six Ks. That would be confusing and hard to find. So try to avoid those. Some ways that you can do that is including periods or underscores or one to two letters in your username. That can oftentimes be an easy way to include your name in your username. I think a very common thing that a lot of people do as well is they'll 
they'll put their name and they'll put dot official or dot jpg like dot jpeg that's a pretty popular one with photographers that i always think is a smart and cute way to add on to your username and make sure that you can actually get your name but just keep it simple don't overthink your username again this is something that can be changed the majority of what we're talking about today can be changed down the line besides your username of course you need your profile picture if you are creating an Instagram for a brand, I would recommend using the brand's logo as your profile picture, but make sure that the logo is designed to be a profile picture, not a logo that you would like slap on a banner or put above your storefront because oftentimes those logos are longer. They have full words, they have small text, they have your tagline, they might even have your phone number and contact information on them. Think about it like Google. Google's profile picture doesn't say G-O-O-G-L-E and have like the little rainbow font that they use. It just has the rainbow G. That G was designed to be an icon. It was designed to be a profile picture. So if your business doesn't currently have a profile picture version of your logo, consider using a tool like Fiverr or even Canva to create your own. But of course, if you're using a personal brand, then you want you, the person of that personal brand, to be in your profile picture. But make sure it's a close-up, a well-zoomed in, a well-lit selfie, and remove the background so that you really stand out and pop off the page. It makes you look a lot more professional and it allows your Instagram profile picture to stand out from the crowd. Don't use the family photo. Don't use the picture of you and your bestie. Use a singular photo of you, super close, cropped in, really, I would say from the mid chest up, if not just the neck and the face so that we can really see your face and that we're drawn in. Moving on from the profile picture, the next most important line, which is a line that a lot of people overlook, is what's called your name line. That's what Instagram calls it, at least. What I call it is your Instagram title. This is the bold text that is below your profile picture and above the text in your bio. And because this is called the name line on Instagram, of course, most people just put their first and last name and think that's what they're supposed to do. And while Instagram might tell you that's what you're supposed to do, as a marketer, I can tell you that there's actually a lot more that you can do and that I would recommend that you should do with that name line. That name line has recently been expanded, so now it can have over 50 characters, which means you have a lot of space to include not just your name, but, and here's the key, some keywords or some titles that relate to your account, your niche, or what you are going to be posting about. So for example, if you look at my name line on Instagram, it says Instagram growth coach. It says that because that's likely something that people are going to be searching for. It used to say IG growth coach. However, I changed it because I started to pull my audience. I started to look at Google search trends and way more people are searching for Instagram growth coach than IG growth coach. So when I switched it to Instagram growth coach, I thus had a wider group of people or a larger pool of people that were searching for me and my name on Instagram every single day. For those of you who are concerned about Meta Verified, you might be an advanced thinker and you might already be worried about, but Brock, I want to get Meta Verified, so don't I have to have my name on that line? Yes, great point. Just put your name and then put a hyphen and then put your title. So I would put like Brock hyphen Instagram growth coach or Brock Johnson hyphen Instagram growth coach so that I could be Meta Verified, I could get the blue check mark, and yet I could still have that little SEO boost by having my title and some keywords in my name line. Moving on below the name line is the actual bio. The bio, of course, is where you tell people 
what to expect from your account. In your bio, you should think of it like a billboard because the amount of time people are going to spend reading your bio is very similar to the amount of time people will read a billboard when they're driving by on a highway at 70 miles an hour. Basically, it's like two or three seconds before they make their decision. So we don't have time to mince words. We don't have time to use insider lingo that no one is going to know unless they already follow you. We're not going to use acronyms that people don't know unless they already follow you or unless they're like already an expert in your field. We're going to use layman's terms. We're going to use generic terms that are understood by your average ideal audience member. That's number one. Number two, we're not going to include any miscellaneous, extraneous information. We're not going to include the fun facts about how many kids you have and how many pets you have and how you love skiing and your favorite kind of wine and how you're a Virgo and all these other different passions and interests and hobbies. People don't care when they're reading your bio. When they're reading your bio, it's because they saw one of your posts and they thought, this was a great post about rock climbing. So they clicked on your profile. And now they're quickly skimming your bio. And if your bio is like, I give tips for beginner rock climbers. I help people learn how to rock climb at age 40 plus, whatever. Then they're like, oh, I can expect more about rock climbing from this person. I should follow them. But instead, if they see a great post about rock climbing and they click on your profile and they see that you have seven kids and that you live in northeastern Utah and you love to ski on the weekends and you're a wine enthusiast and you have two fur babies, they're like, eh, okay, this was one great post, but I'm not likely going to follow this person. I can't expect to get any more content like that. I can expect to get photos of their kids and their dogs, which is great. Like, listen, my phone's full of pictures of my dogs. Pictures of the dogs are great. And I don't mean to jump ahead of myself here, but those pictures those personal photos of your kids and your dogs and yourself on date night, those don't go on Instagram. All right, but back to the bio, I digress. Your bio should be no more than four lines. And that's because if you go past the fourth line, if you go on to the fifth and sixth line, Instagram will truncate it. It will cut off your bio with a dot, dot, dot more. And the last time I checked, ain't nobody taking the time to read your fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth line of your bio. So keep it to four lines or less. And really there's just three key lines that you need to make sure you hit. Line number one, articulate who your niche is. Articulate what your niche is. Basically, tell us what your Instagram is going to be about. Tell us why we should follow you in one sentence or less. One even abbreviated sentence is better than one full sentence. Try to keep it brief. Keep it very short. Tell us what is your niche, what's the topic, and who are you posting for. Try to focus on the problem that people are experiencing. Try to focus on the issues that people are having. Try to focus on the pain points that people, your ideal audience, is struggling with in that first line. The second line is where things can get a little bit creative, and this might be the second and third line. Again, I said you have four. But the second key element that your bio needs is articulating your background or your credibility or your why, or even adding on to that first line, kind of explaining a little bit more of why you do what you do or how you do what you do. For example, I might say that I grew 400,000 followers in two years, or I might say that uh, I've coached 40,000 people through our Instagram club. Those things speak to my credibility. And for anyone who's doubting me after reading that first line, they can read the second line and be like, oh, okay, so that's why I should trust this person. And then the third or fourth line, depending on how you structure it, the third key element though, is a call to action. Basically, the bottom line of your bio should tell people what you want them to do next. 
Do you want them to watch your stories every single day? Do you have a pinned post that you want to make sure they check out? Do you want them to click the link in your bio because you're running a flash sale? Do you want them to send you a direct message with the word hello because that's the best way to get started? You tell them what you want them to do next with that last line of your bio. That's the bio and that's pretty much the majority of the whole setup process. Everything we've been talking about so far is before posting. It's before growth. It's before announcing that you have a new Instagram. This is all just account setup. And I should mention, of course, you can add a link in your bio if you already have a link ready. I do recommend using a single link rather than a link tree because of the whole analysis paralysis thing, because of the idea that when you present people with multiple options, they're less likely to pick any of the options. But I digress. If you have a link, go ahead, stick it in your bio. But now let's start talking about the growth. Let's start talking about the posting, the exciting things. What I'm about to say is either going to really excite you or really bum you out. Your first 12 to 15 posts are not going to get very much engagement. And in fact, you shouldn't care. You shouldn't be trying to get very much engagement. You shouldn't be trying to attract followers. What we're doing is actually just creating almost like a portfolio of content for people to look at when they land on your profile. Imagine it like this. You're a photographer. You create a new website. And then after creating that website, you tell all your friends, you post about it on social media, you send an email out to your email list telling them to go click. But when they land on the website, there's nothing but a sign that says, hello, and that's it. There's no photos, there's no portfolio, there's no book now, there's nothing to consume. Well, what's the point of promoting the website? What's the point of trying to grow if there's nothing for them to look at? And along those same lines, you wouldn't tell people to look at it as the posts are still uploading, right? As you're uploading the photos to your photography website as your portfolio, you wouldn't send out the email and tell your friends to check while that upload bar is still spinning, right? You would wait for it to finish. You would wait for your full portfolio to be uploaded before you tell people to check it out. The same is true with your Instagram profile. We need 12 to 15 posts up there, posted, so that people have things to look at when they land on your profile. Your first, second, third, fourth, fifth post are probably not going to go viral. I'm going to say 99.999% of the time, they're not going to go viral, but we don't need them to. That's not the goal. That's not the purpose yet. We're just having something for people to look at. Another analogy would be, we have to have clothes out when people walk into the department store, right? We can't have people walking into the fashion store and they're looking around for clothes and you're like, oh, we're bringing those out right now. We wanted to make sure we had customers first and then we would bring out the clothes. No, you put out the clothes and then the customers come. You post the posts and then the followers come. So 12 to 15 posts that are all major key, major key alert. They're all related to your niche. Every single one of those posts is solving a problem, addressing a pain point, answering a question, educating your audience. Every single post on your Instagram for those first 12 to 15 are going to be related to your niche. And even after those first 12 to 15, I would recommend that the vast majority of your feed posts, that's the pictures, carousels, and reels that you're posting on Instagram, the vast majority of those should be related to your niche at all times. And because you have no followers, because you haven't even announced this new account, because likely no one is going to be seeing these new posts, it doesn't matter when you post them. So as soon as you have them ready, post them. If it takes you a month to get to 12 to 15, then it takes you a month before we're going to announce the new account. But we need to make sure that we have 12 to 15 posts 
posted, before we even announce the new account, before we even start promoting it or trying to grow. Again, if it takes you a month, it takes you a month. Ideally, you would create all of the content and then you can just like post it all at once. Literally in one evening, just post all of the posts back to back to back to back. Because again, you're not worried about engagement. We're just creating a portfolio of things to look at. Also during this time, you're going to post four different sets of Instagram stories. And I want to say sets because there's no ideal number, whether it's one 60 second story or 12 stories that are all text post stories. I'm just going to say four different groups, if you will, of Instagram stories. And these four different groups are going to fall into the four following categories. Number one is a start here. So this is going to be a very simple story. Probably a text post story would be best. This just kind of lays the foundation for what people should expect from your profile, what people should expect to learn or get out of following you, why they should follow you maybe. Just basically, if you were to show someone a little tiny poster when they followed you, what would you want that poster to say? Maybe you're going to express some gratitude or something like that, but basically just a start here. The second one is an about me. So telling them about you, but through the lens of your niche. So we don't need to know about your childhood best friend, unless that somehow relates to what you're talking about on Instagram. Talk about yourself as it relates to what you're talking about on Instagram. Number three can be your background, maybe a little bit more about your business, maybe a little more about your offers. And that's number four is your offer. So if you have any sort of products or offers or opportunities that you want to tell people about, create a story group, a, a series of stories about said thing. Then once you have those four stories posted, create a highlight for each one of those four topics. Now we have the username, the profile picture. We have the Instagram name, AKA title. We have a three to four line bio. We have four Instagram highlights and we have 12 to 15 Instagram posts. Now you're ready for launch. Now we have the rocket ship fully built. We are fueled up and ready to go. It's time to blast that new Instagram account everywhere you have. Facebook groups, email threads, text group chats, other social medias. If you have another Instagram account, an old Instagram account, promote it on there. Promote it every single day. Promote it as much as you feel fit until you start to feel like, man, I am overwhelming people and getting annoying. But at least a few times for that first week to make sure that people are aware of this brand new account. Then from there, it's time to start posting. How much should you post? You tell me. You tell me based off what you can sustain. I could give you an ideal goal, and if you need me to, then sure. I'll set you a goal at five posts per week. However, that's just kind of a random number. Of course, it is true that consistency is king, and yes, it is true statistically speaking that the more you post, the more you grow. Instead of giving you a number to shoot for, instead of giving you a universal goal, I want you to base it off of a few things. Number one, you have a brand new audience. You have people who don't know you. They don't have that trust and that likability factor with you yet. And so early on, you might want to post less frequently than someone like myself who's posting two or three times a day. You might only want to post once a day or five times a week, which is less than once a day, or maybe even three times a week, one every other day when you're first getting started. But rather than worrying about what number I set for you or what number any coach will tell you, focus on what you can sustain. What can you realistically sustain creating and posting? If you are in a very busy season of life, then maybe you're only going to sustain two to three posts a week to your feed. Maybe you're in a season where you're all in on Instagram and you're totally focused and you can pump out one to two posts a day. That's awesome. We're all in different stages. So rather than trying to achieve some random number that some random Instagram guru sets for you, focus on what you can sustain and then challenge yourself to do just a little bit more. 
Turn up that dial just a little bit because as you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, that's where growth comes from, right? I mean, in life and on Instagram, growth comes when we push ourselves a little bit past where we're comfortable. So push yourself to be a little bit more consistent than you think you can comfortably maintain and sustain. In terms of the timing of those posts, there is no universal best time to post. So just experiment. Maybe your audience is more active at six in the morning or four in the afternoon or two in the morning or around lunchtime. Just experiment by posting at different times to figure out when your audience is most likely to engage. So we covered how much to post, we covered when to post, let's talk about what to post. Of course, what to post is such a big question, but generally speaking, your content should fall into one of three categories. It should be either educational, entertaining, or inspiring. One of those three, if not two, or even all three at once. But more broadly than that, here's a few things that I would think you should consider when you are creating content. Number one, would a stranger care to see this? Would someone who does not know me care to see this? Once you've created this video, would a stranger care to see it? If only your grandma or your close friends or your mom would care to see it, you probably shouldn't post it. You should send it to your grandma or your mom or your close friends. Another question is, does it relate to my niche? And I know we've talked about this one already, but it needs to in some way speak to that ideal follower and or speak about that topic that you promised you would be talking about in your posts. And then in terms of your content, the biggest key to success in 2024 is focusing on share-worthy content. Not content that's super educational and gets a ton of saves, not stuff that's just kind of cute or pretty and is gonna get a ton of likes. Our goal is to create content that gets shared by other people. Things that someone sees and they wanna send it in their group chat, they wanna post it on their Instagram stories, they wanna send it to their spouse and say, this is so you. Those sorts of posts, those are the ones that do the best. Those are the ones that help you grow your following, reach new people, and even go viral. So what are shareworthy posts? They generally fall into the four following categories. Number one, they evoke emotions. They evoke strong emotions. They make you move. They make you cry. They make you laugh hysterically. They make you smile from ear to ear. Things that evoke emotions are highly shareworthy. The second kind of posts that are highly shareworthy are call to arms, or at least that's what I call them. It's essentially the kinds of posts that's like, hey, we need your support. A great example from recently is this mom who is dying of cancer and she has signed away the licensing rights to a song that she wrote and created to her son. So the idea is, and she said this herself, is that after she passes, everyone who streams that song and all the money generated from streaming that song goes to her son. Well, she posted about this on Instagram and the shares are going crazy. The amount of people reusing this song, making videos of this song and sharing her story are bananas to the point where it's reached a-list celebrities and her account has grown massively and the streams of that song have blown up because it's a call to arms. It's essentially saying, we need your help. We're all in this together. Help me out. Number three are relatable posts, most specifically being meme content. Memes, of course, don't have to just be static images. They can be videos, they can be GIFs, they can be pop culture moments, but the sort of thing that when you see it, you say, that's so me, or that's so us. Relatable content is highly, highly shareworthy because it's a very easy way to say that, hey, I relate to this, this is me, I think this is funny, I agree with this, without having to create the content themselves. The people who are following you can share your post and say, oh my gosh, I totally feel the same way. And this person just said it in a funny way. So relatable content, that's number three. The fourth kind of content that is highly shareworthy is breaking news content. And I know you might be thinking, well, 
I don't have breaking news in my niche. I'm not talking about politics. I'm not talking about sports on my Instagram. But I would argue that almost every niche does have some factor of breaking news in it. Whether you are a real estate agent and you're going to talk about some new proposals that are being developed in your local area, or you're someone in essential oils who is going to talk about this latest headline news story on CNN that is actually not true based off what you believe. You can talk about pop culture. You can talk about breaking news. You can talk about these popular subjects and headline stories, no matter what industry you're in, as long as you can find find a way to relate it to your niche. There we have it. That is what you need to know to grow in 2024. Should you post reels or carousels or photos? Yes, you should post all three. None of them are necessarily any better based off the current algorithm and how it stands than the rest. So test things out to figure out what your audience prefers the most and know going into it that there is not a best kind of content. It's not like reels always perform better than photos or carousels are the best. They all perform differently for different audiences, but generally speaking within the algorithm, they're pretty equal. And if you're worried about, wait, 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 but Brock, what about stories? Stories are a great way to make sales. They're a great way to build trust and relationships, but stories don't help you grow. It's the feed posts that help you grow. It's the feed posts that will reach new people and allow you to convert them into followers and hopefully one day customers. Of course, Instagram is a beast and there's only so much that we could cover in today's episode. So I highly recommend checking out some of the past Build Your Tribe episodes where we've dived a little bit deeper into creating reels or how to schedule posts or how to get more views on stories. Those sorts of things should definitely help you. But if nothing else, today's episode, you now know how to get started on Instagram and how to grow in 2024. Just remember that the only wrong action is inaction. So I encourage you today, take what you've learned, put it into practice, create that new account, and just press post. Your first post will be nowhere near your 100th post. But the only way to get to your 100th post is to post 99 times before that. So start posting, start putting yourself out there. You will have success eventually eventually, not immediately, but definitely and eventually you will have success. Thank you for being here today. Don't forget to subscribe if you enjoyed today's episode. I'll see you next time. And as always, happy networking.